Hello, I'm Martijn Graat and this is Does Logistics Matter? A podcast on trends and innovations in supply chain and logistics. Answering yes to the question today is Peter Kins, founder and CEO of Freightender. On this episode, we talk about the digitalization of logistics and the effect it has on transportation companies, shippers and forwarders. Please enjoy my conversation with Peter Kins. Hi, Peter. Welcome to the show. Um, I, I always start with the same question. Does logistics matter? Absolutely. Now more than ever. <laughs> That's that, that, I was hoping for that answer. You are in the, you are in the right show. Uh, so, Peter, what I'm seeing is a, uh, is a, uh, is a move uh, uh, towards digitization or digital, uh, digitalization in uh, supply chain uh, and logistics. Uh, are you seeing the same trend? Yes, absolutely. We see that there is a very strong uh, increase uh, um, and interest uh, in uh, digital uh, products, in doing things uh, online via SaaS-based uh, uh, tools and, uh, and platforms. That is growing very strongly. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, traditionally, uh, I think the logistics industry uh, is definitely not uh, a first mover. Um, in, in a lot of ways, uh, uh, they follow other industries that are uh, much more forward uh, in, in their thinking and in what they're trying. Um, I, I, a lot of startups are uh, trying to be, and then you hear the, the next Amazon or the next uh, Airbnb uh, or the next Uber. Um, how do you see that? Well, there's definitely a lot of uh, disruption on paper, uh, but in practice, it's very different because you may have a great idea. Uh, you may have uh, uh, the right technology, but it doesn't mean that you can sell it very fast and that you can implement it right away uh, with a lot of uh, a lot of customers. It still takes the adoption uh, within the logistics departments. And there they suffer from, a, from a, I would say, uh, a problem that they have for a very long time, that logistics uh, has been commoditized. Um, it always should cost less. It's only a small part of the total budget. Uh, no budgets are made available for new investments. Uh, it sits at the end of the chain, so uh, there's not much strategic focus on it. And that, of course, is uh, is now now changing. But still, it takes uh, it takes more than only let's say a, a, a situation or economical changes. It also takes uh, internal um, uh, internal change uh, of uh, of the minds of the people that are responsible for the direction uh, of, uh, of a company, the strategic uh, direction. And for me, logistics is really part of a direct category and not as many companies quantify it as an indirect uh, uh, category um, in procurement, for example. Within indirect cost, uh, you mean? Yeah. So digital, digitalization, digitization is, uh, is, is speeding up uh, different parts of the, of the supply chain. What processes would you say are specifically suitable to, uh, to digitalize? I think it's uh, for sure the way um, companies communicate with each other. When you look at, at freight, uh, data is uh, is often quite poorly organized. It's often not fully available. So the way people uh, exchange data is a very important part of making uh, logistics more efficient of uh, how companies uh, work together. Um, but it also means that that more more things, uh, let's say, in, in customs or, or de- delivering certain uh, uh, documentation, uh, but also in logistics procurement, uh, 
need to move away from, from just Excel and email to a platform where you can do things automatically and in a, collabor- a collaborative fashion uh, between shippers and, uh, and carriers. There's a big opportunity uh, for that. When I'm reading about this and what I'm seeing is that um, uh, it's logistics companies are becoming data companies. Um, but one of the problems is that uh, each company has their own way of, uh, of, of producing data. So there are not yet many standards. Uh, in how all these digital systems uh, could communicate. Uh, do, do you see solutions for that? Um, actually, I don't. Um, it's, it's very hard to, to, to standardize the, the data in the industry, although you could certainly identify a certain set of, of data that is... Uh, um, um, it can be very much uh, structured, uh, but the problem is that you, you you are working with with different modes of transportation. You're working with a lot of different companies, and you're working with a lot of uh, different uh, uh, countries and regulations and so on. And that makes it all very difficult to standardize that. And there are no platforms, let's say, where that. Uh, facilitate the, the exchange of data in the way it's, it's required. And I, I think nobody can really answer that question today to say, yeah, but there's one platform, like uh, Amazon is a very dominating platform in, 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 in consumerism, but there's not, not such a thing in B2B logistics. It, it's very hard to do. And there are so many complexities in logistics. Um, and next to that, they're, they are changing all the time. So new regulations are being introduced, uh, sanctions uh, or, or whatever, but it changes all the time. So it's very dynamic. So the, basically, you're always behind the, the, the reality and you'll always play, play catch up uh, in, in that. Well, it, it seems like it seems like a, a, a problem that's that's very difficult uh, to solve. Well, um, it, it seems like it seems like a, a, a problem that's that's very difficult uh, to solve. Um, but what are you seeing? How are uh, logistics companies uh, organizing their data, and 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 how how are they increasing the quality of their data? Um, well, uh, to be honest, I think it's a very slow, slow process. Uh, what you've seen over the years that uh, you had uh, the uh, ERP implementations in the uh, late 80s, uh, 90s for sure, 2000s, and then came the, the TMS uh, implementations. But uh, these were standalone applications, so really separated from from uh, suppliers and from other parts in the uh, in the organization. So, in, in essence, data is still scattered around, and ERPs are not always used everywhere in the organization um, and the same for uh, for the TMS uh, uh, side of things. So nowadays you see that a lot of companies uh, pop up that address more specific needs and that are also able to integrate much easier um, with each other. But surprisingly, when we look at, at our company, Freight Tender, uh, when we receive data for a tender, um, it, it is often very poor data. The, the information is not correct, it's lacking, it's missing, it's wrong, uh, because people are not able to pull that data because it doesn't come from one system. So I've worked for a long time in freight audits, uh, for example, and in freight audit, we always needed to have the information. It was very hard to get the right contracts and everything. But once you establish the process, you get information from invoices. Now, that's a true, uh, invo- that's a true uh, logistics data, 
because it's, uh, it has been agreed to be paid. So that data is very useful as a starting point for a, a tender uh, that you can, uh, can run. So once you have that in place, once you have structured data, then you can also much easier run a, a, a tender. And you see that a lot of companies um, do not get that, that concept of, of the full chain because the data starts somewhere. And if you are running a tender and you have to, to, to take data from this system, from that system, and you make some, some guesstimates uh, and so on, then eventually you can also not run a good tender. So you need to have the, the whole chain of data needs to be correct. And that means that you need to have different systems in place to ensure that the, that data is easily um, available and can be easily loaded into the next system that you're going to use. Otherwise, you, you have poor data. You probably pay uh, the wrong amounts. And and you're going to run a poor tender where you do not get the maximum value um, out of that, uh, that tender. So, and everything will be uh, bad beyond that because you can build dashboards all you want, but eventually those dashboards will not be telling the true story because the data, the underlying data will not be, uh, be correct. Yeah, the, the garbage in, garbage out uh, system. So, yep. so, so you're you're seeing a, a need for uh, logistics companies to get uh, more educated uh, on uh, the approach to data. Yeah, I think the, the it's it's uh, uh, basically it's learning by by doing or learning uh, the, the hard way, especially now when we see that logistics is so dynamic that you need to be on top of your game. You need to have the systems. You need to be able to to pull data to have visibility. That's why. Uh, companies like uh, Shipio or Project 44 are doing very well because uh, real-time visibility is, is a big thing at the moment. People want to see where um, where the trucks are at, where the, sh the shipments are, want to, to understand estimated time of arrivals and so on. So uh, um, you see that right now it's really a pressure cooker that people are scrambling for, for digital tools because they need to have the visibility, they need to have the, the structured data in order to, to do something with that in, in their own organization. Because now more than ever, logistics is affecting the whole supply chain. And that's what we have seen with um, you know, supermarkets closing and everything. It's so important that uh, logistics um, is able to, to flow all the time. And it, uh, it has never affected more sales and everything else in the organization if logistics is, uh, is not functioning. So that's why you, you need to upgrade your logistics. And that's what a, a lot of shippers uh, uh, should be doing at the moment. And with upgrading uh, your logistics, you are also talking, uh, are you talking about the way the, uh, the, the logistics is, is organized internally? Or are you also talking about uh, increasing the quality of the, 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 log the logistics that you are procuring? Yeah, so it's it's really a, a, a holistic approach that you need to have. So it's, it's what we see is that um, it is the the tech landscape that uh, you would deploy for logistics. That is something that you would need to uh, to address in order to make it uh, to make it work. But of course, to procure logistics is really the basis for a um, uh, for your further logistics process. If you source the wrong providers, if you have the wrong partnerships. Um, your logistics processes will suffer from that. So to have a good process to, to procure uh, logistics services is, is very key. And that's what everybody should be, uh, should be thinking about. Uh, what are the main benefits uh, if, you, if you digitize this, this pro, uh, procurement process? 
So I, I, there's, there's a number of, uh, of things. So first of all, I would say that um, you save time because you automate uh, a lot of work that is, uh, that is manual at the moment. So for example, if you invite uh, 30 carriers to a tender, you need to send it out via email, an Excel file, and then you receive, uh, let's say in the best case scenario, you receive 30 Excel files back. You need to upload them, but you also need to check those files. Is everything correct? Uh, can I, is it still the same format as that I sent it? And then you, you think, oh, I forgot to, to put in some data and I need to, to, to send some more lanes to these carriers. So then you have another batch of emails that you would need to check, uh, update that to the original files, then merge everything together. That is very cumbersome. And then you need to do the analysis. So in the analysis, you need to be very skilled in Excel to be able to pull that off. So that's a lot of manual work that can absolutely be uh, uh, be digitized and automated on uh, on a platform. Secondly, it is the visibility and the standardization. So the full visibility of what is my carrier doing uh, during the tender process. So if you give him time for two or three weeks to fill in this tender, in the meantime, you don't see anything. Now, at the same time, if you have a platform, you see exactly what the carrier is doing, if he's busy, if he accepted to take part in the tender and so on. And the, um, uh, the, the other part is that the, um, the carriers also receive a structured data set and they can exactly fill in the tender the way you, you want them to. So for carriers, it's also a, an improvement because you have to realize that carriers work with so many different shippers, get a lot of tenders, and they are all in different formats, which is very uh, uh, very tough for for, uh, for carriers to make sense of. It takes a lot of time uh, for them. So they often need to make decisions. Am I going to respond to this tender or am I going to let it go because I don't have time for it or it's just too complex for me to analyze what is here? So you want to make it more simple for, for those uh, carriers. Last but not least, if you have a good tool that does hundreds, uh, hundreds of thousands of calculations uh, based on algorithms and so on, uh, which you can never do by yourself, um, you eventually get a much better result. So our customers get, uh, on average, about 10% more savings uh, than when you would do a tender uh, on a manual basis, which is an enormous uh, amount, of course. And when you say 10%, uh, wh wh where is that saving? Is that in finding the right carrier, or or is that also a saving in uh, like like time saved uh, because people are not sifting uh, through? Uh, I mean, thirty Excel sheets. My 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 mind was going, oh my god, what's uh, how? Just if you just have to process thirty Excel sheets and then have to resend them, that's going to take yeah. so much time. Well, the, the, that work is not even quantified, but that's just in between work that that that, uh, that someone would do. So it's really about the, the end result. It's, it's, it's really the end result where you see that kind of saving because you make everything visible and you're able to compare things that you were not able to compare before. Because before, if you don't have a, a very uh, structured uh, um, setup, um, carriers introduce their own costs, introduce their own way of, of giving you discounts and so on. And with a structured approach, that's not possible. So you, you come to a completely different result when uh, you really are comparing apples to apples. So that's what this, a system takes care of. What are next step developments in, uh, in logistics procurement? What's in the, what, what do you see in the future? Um, 
one thing that became very clear to us um, uh, is that um, sh shippers always want to find new carriers. Shippers are always interested in in, in finding carriers that they are not able to uh, uh, to contact because the to, the ability to find right carriers is, is very limited. You can search on Google, um, you can go on LinkedIn, but it's hard to find carriers that fit your profile. Um, at the same time, we saw that uh, a lot of carriers are very interested in, in having a continuous um, flow of uh, invitations to take part in tenders. And uh, a lot of platforms in the industry are focused at uh, uh, digital forwarding, uh, digital uh, brokerages, and digital um, uh, spot bidding platforms. So really focus at, uh, at a shipment at a transactional level. But, but actually bringing together uh, the carriers and the shippers to, for them uh, to see each other and creating a logistics uh, community platform where based on different parameters, based on profiles and uh, automated suggestions, uh, automated um, uh, searches and so on, they can find the right carriers and carriers can find the right tenders and, and grow their business. That is something that we see as a, um, a really growing area and uh, which is not there yet uh, in the market. So it's something unique. And that's what we uh, have been working on uh, lately. Okay, and so so this is about uh, the the buyers of logistics uh, being able to for to to be sure that the right companies are responding, uh, that these companies have certain certificates or have uh, specific equipment uh, that that uh, that is needed for the transportation. Um, and I and I guess then the same goes for uh, the transportation companies. They only get invited to to bids that, that bids that actually match the size of their company, the 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 geography that they're most active in, the the equipment that they have. Yeah. So, for example, you can be a a, a very small company in uh, in the Czech Republic, for example. You have ten trucks, and um, because you're so small, your your sales and marketing capabilities are also limited. So you yeah. may find only. Um, customers in your direct uh, area, but at the same time, you may be working as a niche carrier, and you have a very um, yeah, good product um, that, that you that you offer. But you're not able to attract more customers that maybe have uh, shipments that pass through. Uh, your area, or that would also um, uh, like to uh, um, to get in touch with you, um, it's impossible to 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 match that um, because buyers don't have time to find carriers, and um, the small carrier just don't have that, that capability. Just don't have the capability to to do so. They they don't have the capability to be found because you need you need a yes. presence somewhere to be found. And usually, I I think these even these smaller companies most are not even on on the internet. And if they are there, it's hard to look at a website and and know what is uh, yeah what what specific type of service or uh, what the what yes. the factors are that are uh, relevant. Yes, yeah, so, uh, we should realize that there's an enormous amount of, of carriers in, in Europe, uh, in, in different countries that that all have their strong and weak points. And it's impossible to, to uh, understand where they are. And it's impossible to just start a search on your own. So, um, yeah, 
that's definitely an outcome for, for both parties, we, uh, we believe. So um, when you're creating a, a platform, it's important for, for shippers to say, okay, we are going to invite our current, current carriers and um, uh, carriers are uh, able to then see those standards of those, uh, those shippers. Um, so it, it's, it's really the work of, uh, in a logistics community, the, the members are responsible for, uh, for the community itself. So we really want to stimulate that um, uh, they have uh, both a big presence on the, uh, uh, on the platform because that increases the value for, uh, for both parties. Uh, what, what do you mean when you say big presence? Um, well, uh, to, to be more specific, we want a lot of shippers to be part uh, of the platform um, because the more shippers are on the platform, the more carriers are attracted to the platform to see more tenders. Now, we have been talking to different companies and they, they ask, okay, do you have, um, uh, will you have carriers in Morocco? I say, yes, we will, but I cannot guarantee how many and I cannot, uh, but in order to have that, I also need to have uh, tenders there. So we are very interested to, to grow the business, but we can't grow it everywhere right away because um, you need to balance it out. So it's a bit of a chicken and egg story. Yeah, you, I was thinking uh, about start. that. Yeah, <laughs> you're running a chicken yes. and egg company. Yeah. Yes. Because the, But that's a yeah. very interesting concept. <laughs> that's a very interesting concept because it, it, it also means that if you do well, if you're able to attract those parties, um, you will also attract the, uh, the other parties. So you, you, you get a, a very interesting uh, uh, dynamic uh, going on once that is, uh, that is happening. Is there, is there a trend in, in that you see uh, uh, periods where more carriers are joining or, 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 uh, or, or then the times change and uh, more shippers join? Or? No, no, this is the exciting thing about it. So this is uh, the, what we're talking about. This is development that we have been working on for, uh, for the last uh, year. Um, and uh, we are soon to, uh, to go live uh, by, uh, um, by April. Um, of um, 21 and what is important here is that a lot of carriers see an interest in it not only to find new carriers but also to manage carriers because when you look at it uh, carrier management uh, there's not such a tool for that to, to manage carriers to, to, to keep an, uh, a database of active carriers with all the information about how they work for you, what their history is, uh, some specifics. It's just not available. So a lot of companies are interested uh, in that. And at the same time for carriers, what you see there is that um, there is no way to find really tenders other than to go to the spot, uh, uh, to, to go to the spot um, uh, platforms uh, nowadays. That carrier database, is that something that you are building uh, uh, into the, the freight tender tool? Um, it is a spin-off of, of freight tender, so the, the idea definitely can, comes out of uh, a freight tender because we have seen the real-life uh, questions from both shippers and uh, carriers. Uh, but it's a completely separate uh, company, and it's called uh, Tendrex, and uh, so, which means tender exchange. So we want shippers yeah. to exchange their uh, their tenders. But it's in all in all, um, so we call it the logistics community platform. But it's carrier management for shippers, and it's opportunity management for. Uh, for carriers it, uh, it, it sounds like you're developing LinkedIn for logistics yeah that's a, a very good way of, uh, of, of describing it uh, it's it's really meant to, to find new uh, relationships so it, it is um, non-transactional if you know what I mean so it's not focused at, at, at uh, uh, 
doing one shipment or finding a shipment, uh, it's finding the right partnerships. We want to stimulate uh, finding more business and, and meaningful partnerships uh, within logistics. Okay, so uh, uh, Peter, uh, how does a platform like a, a Tenderex uh, fit into the way uh, the carriers are selling their product and the shippers are buying that product? Um, yeah, that's a very interesting uh, one. So with with, uh, with Tenderex, we definitely want to make a, a big change in that. And we want to, of course, digitize the sales process because w- what you see nowadays, there's a big discrepancy uh, in how buyers view the way they deal with uh, carriers, uh, shippers, and how carriers see um, how they need or want to sell their logistic services. So carriers are very much focused at, at, at the personal relationship, uh, face-to-face business. But when uh, business is growing more international, it's more globalized, it's more online, it's going faster, it's more dynamic, then, uh, and we travel less, um, there's frankly um, uh, not much option anymore to do the face-to-face meetings. So you need to go digital. And many carriers are not ready for that. They uh, are not ready yet uh, uh, mentally because they think uh, the relationship is very important. And at the same time, uh, when you look at a carrier website, it's often, uh, often quite shocking how outdated a website uh, website is. And to figure out, okay, what is this carrier doing? How can we work with them? Um, it's almost impossible to do that in five minutes. So uh, carriers really need to up their game in order to, to be more present online, to have a b- better, let's say, virtual business card online, have a better profile, and to say, okay, uh, in a standard way, this is what we do. This is what we're good at. These certificates we have. This is our experience. And this is what we can offer you. Now, this is exactly um, where Tendrex sits. So with the logistics community um, platform concept of, of Tendrex, we want to enable the carriers to find more business in a digitized and online world. And that means that the, 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 the typical uh, way of selling is going to disappear. And, and people need to anticipate on that because the buyers are already further because buyers typically, they already have other platforms that do things in a, in a digital way and they don't have time to see 100 carriers uh, uh, on a yearly basis or even more. Although carriers may think that and they think, okay, if I can just squeeze myself in somehow, then I have this personal contact and I can build a relationship. But it's not about that anymore because let's face it, um, uh, logistics is often a, a commoditized product um, and uh, there, there is still a lot to gain to actually improve your online presence and your online business card and that's that's so important that's really what uh, what Tendrex wants to fuel and wants to uh, to grow on a worldwide uh, scale but obviously there's definitely going to be a big uh, uh, big change uh, in that and I, I think that's what we see in general with digitization that, that people say now okay well we don't need to travel anymore and actually we can sell online whether it's it's um, uh, a, a, a digital product or it's a physical product and often there's not even any interaction anymore because the way we buy things uh, we don't go to stores we just buy it ourselves online so you will see the same thing in b2b and b2b is always behind in that 
but eventually it will come. So first you may have the interaction, but at some point there's not even interaction anymore. And it will only happen once you go to the implementation. So people really need to, to up their uh, digital uh, sales uh, skills. And th that's where we want to help them uh, with it, with Tendrex. Okay. And, and do you see uh, more shippers that will need to change? Or do you think it will be more uh, the carriers that need to, to change? Um, I, I think often there's, there's, there has to be change on both sides, but I think uh, a lot of carriers, especially smaller ones, they live in a, in a, in a different reality where they have uh, been struggling also to invest in new platforms or in, in technology because the margins, the margins in the logistics are, are quite, uh, quite low. Absolutely. So um, you need to find ways to, to make that more uh, efficient for them, but also make it accessible for them. And when you look at a, a platform like ours, it's, it's, it's going to cost uh, between 20, 30, 35 euros to be present there on a monthly basis. Ah. Very reasonable pricing um, to be able to present yourself. Yeah, that's um, not an investment. On the platform. I mean, that's just a, that's a, no, that's it, an it's expense. Just a small expense. Yeah. Exactly. And that's and that gives the ability for people to say, okay, we don't depend anymore only on our website or on a LinkedIn profile, but we go here to a specialized, let's say, what you mentioned, a LinkedIn for logistics, to be there, to be present, to be found, to, to find new business opportunities and uh, to see how we can, uh, can grow our presence, even though we are a very small carrier from uh, from wherever. So you basically level the playing field. You can be a big DHL or a big DSV, but in the online world, you can have uh, on a platform absolutely the same presence, um, just with different parameters and uh, certificates, equipment types, and so on. But uh, it gives it gives the, uh, the shippers the ability to find carriers because even though they like to work with big integrators, uh, big uh, uh, big companies uh, they also like to work with smaller companies because smaller companies give them the flexibility in certain areas where they they need to have that flexibility hmm. sounds like a, a sounds like a big opportunity for both carriers and shippers um that's, uh, that's what we hope for for sure peter if you look at the the freight market what other developments uh, do you see for the for the near future um Well, it's it's a uh, to be honest, it's a very uncertain future. Um, uh, when prices are, are very high for for air freight, prices are very high for uh, for ocean freight. Uh, ocean freight is uh, even scarce resource at the moment, and uh, I, I believe it will definitely be there, uh, be uh, be that uh, for uh, for a certain period of time. Uh, parcel is of course very uh, very booming. Um, what is very interesting, I find, is that there is a new generation coming into decision-making roles in a lot of companies uh, on the shipper side, um, which would definitely lean towards uh, digitization. Um, and uh, I, I would say sustainability obviously is a very important thing. Uh, the um, uh, the way things are being transported, there's a lot of uh, uh, initiatives to uh, to do that better in a cleaner in a cleaner way. Uh, so I think. Uh, in general, companies will try to do that more efficient and will also want to work uh, closer with uh, with other companies, with their peers, um, to, to reduce their uh, their footprint. So I, I would definitely say that uh, 
that sustainability is very important, um, but we will see a lot of stress still in the market over the over the coming year, uh, year and a half, two years, uh, because of the prices, because of lack of capacity, and also because uh, a lot of, uh, for example, in, in Germany, a lot of um, uh, truck drivers are retiring. So there's there's a lack of not trucks or companies, but just a lack of truck drivers. So it's it's going to be very interesting to see how that is going to be captured and and is the market able to attract young people to to work on a truck? Um, I highly doubt it. It's uh, it's, it's something that is. Uh, not attractive at the moment and uh, although logistics has been elevated as a very necessary uh, part of, uh, of business and, and, and um, uh, everyday life uh, it's not really an attractive job to, to spend uh, every day uh, um, you know, on a truck uh, but that's that's going to be needed um, at the same time uh, we will also see electric trucks uh, coming on the roads uh, just contributing to the uh, sustainability part uh, so I think it, it is a very exciting exciting time for logistics uh, to be in um, and to be part of change. And I think we will see change everywhere. So definitely budgets will increase with digitization for doing things cleaner. Um, so I think we will see a lot of uh, technological uh, improvements and uh, um, a, a change uh, coming. So I would definitely recommend people that that would be, you know, don't know what to study, for example, go study uh, logistics or be in a, in a role where you really can make a difference uh, in logistics because that's uh, that's going to be possible uh, for sure in the coming five years uh, within the logistics industry. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's a it's a good thing that the younger generations are uh, are becoming decision makers. They are much more aware of the of the needs to have a better planet, uh, and they also, I mean, they 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 grew up with the technology that is uh, that is that is now improving uh, uh, logistics. Uh, it will. Uh, I think it will be interesting to see what will happen if indeed these younger generations uh, move into these positions. Um, Peter. Uh, I'd like to thank you for for being on the show, and I'd like to thank you for your for your insights. Do you have any parting words for our logistics community? Martijn, absolutely. Innovate and digitize. Thank you. Thank you, Martijn. Thank you for listening to Does Logistics Matter? For more on trends and innovations, visit our blog at www.logisticsmatter.com. This podcast was produced by Dimitri Vleugel. The music is based on a sample by Ruggerman and produced by Michael Spengler. This episode was supported by Freightender. Freightender is a cloud-based logistics procurement solutions provider digitizing tender, sales and pricing processes in logistics for shippers and forwarders.